Lilyhammer Norway receives an impressive progress report as the city marks just 10 months until the Winter Youth Olympic Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. The Coordination Commission for the Second Winter Yog met in Lilyhammer this week. The Norwegian town is hosting the 2016 Winter Yog February 12th through the 21st. Over 1,000 athletes ages 15 to 18 from 70 countries will compete in 70 medal events. Olympian Angela Ruggiero, chair of the Lilyhammer 2016 Coordination Commission, joined us just a day after returning from her visit to Norway. So how was your stay in Lilyhammer? I know you were there at the beginning of this week, and from from what you've seen, do you think the city will be ready in 2016? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that Lilyhammer will put on a fantastic Youth Olympics there. You know, they have the experience from the 94 games. As you know, the youth games are all about sustainability, so all the existing uh, sports infrastructure is currently built. Um, and the only, you know, ma- major build is the, the village, which um, our COCOM had a chance to, to visit, and um, they'll be operational in August. So, obviously, fantastic as, a, as the COCOM chair to see the progress that's been made to date and, and to see how they're really coming together with formulating their, their strategy and their legacy plans and some of the more, um, the more defined elements with 10 months to go. Yeah, I know I read today a press release that came out of the COCOM was that they're putting some of the reforms of Olympic Agenda 2020 right into action. And if you, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I read that their plan is, is based on sustainability. Is that right? Yeah, so um, 2020 Agenda obviously, you know, came out in, uh, in December, the approval of it. Tokyo, obviously, as an Olympic game, is the first to really modify their their Olympic game plan based on that. but but Littlehammer is the first to implement. I mean, they, they, you know, believe highly in sustainability. I mean, they wrote the book on sustainability back in 94. And so I think some of the elements that are changing are some of the protocol elements that President Bob said, hey, think about scaling down what the youth games is and modify it based on your local circumstances and what you think would be a good model for the Youth Olympic Games. So, for example, um, we... They brought a proposal forward that said we're going to scale down the medals plaza, give out medals at all the venues, and then use the evening to have sort of a, um, an opportunity to celebrate all the champions of the day and create more of a festive atmosphere in the evening. And we'll still bring the athletes on, on uh, you know, onto the podium, but um, or onto the stage, but it'll be less protocol. They came up with that proposal, presented it to our COCOM, and it's, it's enabling the uh, organizers have more flexibility in what makes sense to them. And so um, it's great to see that Wilhammer has taken that to heart and actually modified change and will implement, um, you know, will be the first of all of the games, these games, to actually implement a version of the 2020 agenda. So what would you say, based on meetings that you had, conversations you had with organizers, what is the biggest challenge ahead for Lillehammer? I mean, the biggest challenge, I think, like any any organizing committee, is is, is just taking the plan and, and, and um, implementing it. And so I think what we see on paper, we're, we're happy and, and confident, and now it's just a matter of, you know, the youth games are for young people, and you look at their organizing committee, it's small, it's lean, um, it'll scale up quite, you know, quite a bit in the in the lead-up to the games, you know, when we get closer to it. But So it's really just on the implementation now, so taking the plan that they have in place 
and ensuring that the right people are, are there and they're um, able to, to really implement what they have. Um, the, the venues themselves, you know, we have they have experienced venue managers, which is outstanding. And so it's it's like taking the conceptual, um, you know, the CEP program and all of the, the the nuances and like making sure that it runs in you know as one complete game. Um, but it, it, in terms of the specifics, risks. I mean, I think a big thing that you know, if I, if I would say anything, it would just be you know maybe communications, like really communicating level setting expectations for the use of games, marketing the games, communicating to all the stakeholders and just again it's a it's a new relatively new product like all of the youth games out there. And so and obviously the service levels are different than the Olympic game, but it's a, it's an outstanding product which again comes back to communications. How do you get that point across? How do you figure out how to get more um channels to social media channels, etc. Um, when you don't have the big networks right now. So, it's, so I guess if I had to pick one, it, w it would be that. Like, um, just really making sure everyone understands what it is and, and is excited about it. And, and um, you know, I think that might help define success. Yeah. Well, this is the second edition, just the second edition of the Winter Youth Olympic Games. So, that was actually going to be my next question is what will hosting this event mean for the city and have you seen good public support for the event? Yeah, I think locally great support. Um, the governments have all supported and the local governments and, and the National Olympic Committee. It, it's like I think now taking the, the experience that everyone saw in Lohammer and ensuring that the whole nation understands that, hey, a version of that is coming back to Lohammer and, and, and again, that proper messaging can get out, but but every, you can still feel Will Hammer in the air. Literally, I mean, it, it, people still talk about it, and their you know their memories of it are, are so fond. And so I think a lot of those people are advising or involved, or or will come back to be spectators because they remember what a great experience they had um, in '94. Well, shifting subjects a little, um, we mentioned Olympic Agenda 2020 earlier on, and I know you said you were not at Sport Accord last week, but I did maybe want to get your thoughts on, on some of the news that came out of Sport Accord convention this year. Like we said, a little more explosive than I think anybody anticipated. And um, Sport Accord President Marius Fieser unleashed some harsh criticism toward the IOC and Olympic Agenda 2020. What are your thoughts on, on what he had to say? Is there any truth to what he had to say? I mean, I don't want to be too specific because obviously I wasn't there and I, you know, I don't have context. But, I mean, I think, you know, he's he's in a position as a leader and wants to, you know, further his organization's agenda. And, you know, we live in a an interesting world where there's lots of different constituents that are a part of the Olympic movement. Um, without being too specific on what he actually said, I mean, it's, it, does, it didn't seem like he had the, the buy-in of his members in advance of giving the speech. Um, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Um, and it, 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 it seemed like there was a strong um, reaction to it, which meant either people were completely against it or, you know, completely favored it. And all I, you know, from the, what I read, the, you know, on the IOC side, at least a lot of the, the, the recognized federations on the summer side, you know, were supporting 
the IOC and, and where, you know, where we stand. And so, you know, it, it, I think it caught a lot of people off guard is my, you know, take. And, you know, no one, probably not a lot of people saw it coming. I don't know if he told his member organizations any version of that before coming out. And so, yeah, I was just surprised overall that, that it came out the way it came out and that, you know, it wasn't as, it's just rare you see that kind of, that, that, that kind of speech. Yeah, I know from speaking with Ed and the team while they were there that they said it was maybe less of what he had to say, but his delivery just kind of did seem to come as a surprise. So I know during the convention, uh, the International World Games Association hosted their annual general meeting and Kit McConnell underlined, he spoke during the meeting and underlined the crucial relationship that exists between the IOC and multi-sport events like Sport Accord and the World Games and the Youth Olympic Games. So I guess my last question is just what are your thoughts on, on the relationship between the IOC and events like the Youth Olympic Games? Is it important for the two organizations to work closely? I think it's, it's, a, it's a partnership. I mean, I say that all along with work that I do, you know, since day one with Wilhammer, um, because while it's our sort of product, if you will, they're delivering it. I mean, they're owning it and making it their own version, obviously, based on local circumstances and what makes sense to them, but we have to be in partnership with these organizations and, and, and feel that way so that when we come and give advice um, and, and or the, the organizing committee needs need something, we're there to support them at the base of it. Like, it, it, it's, it's the Olympic movement. I mean, we, I think at the heart of it, everyone wants what's best for the movement. And, um, and there's different ways to, you know, form that relationship. But, yeah, I would just say the, the, the whole goal of it, the, goal, the, the, the movement wouldn't exist without true partnership. And so I think that's what the IOC sets out to do with every stakeholder in the movement and you know they've they only have a certain amount of time their staff isn't that large and so I think they do the best they can and so yeah I mean it's all again all about partnership. Yeah because that's something that we discussed this week when we saw you know obviously in the wake of all of I think if anything Visa's speech was just divisive you know and what we saw in the aftermath was, like you said, summer federations coming forward and picking sides in a way. And like like you've said, it's really that kind of goes against what this is all supposed to be about. And that's the IOC's partnership with all these different organizations, helping them with multi-sports events and, and things like that. So, Yeah, think about how much, I mean, this is the thing. I've been an IOC member for five years. And in that time, I've obviously seen a lot, and what always, you know, what always impresses me is there's a lot at stake. You know, there may or may not be politics, there may not not be um, size and this and that. But at the heart of it, there's there's so much heart in the movement, in the people in the movement, and um, there's passion. And so, um, when there's opportunities to be divisive and split, you see that passion coming forward. Um, but there's a, but if you can harness a passion in a good way to get those people to work together as opposed to against each other, like, wow, isn't, isn't that the opportunity for the movement? And so, 
you see that a lot. You see, you know, these organizations working together and the IOC distributing tons of money and constantly trying to raise the bar so that we have more resources to redistribute to more sports organizations and figuring out what the best models are and how do we help the athletes more and you know, all the good things that the movement does for the world. And so I hope that people walk away. Again, I wasn't there, but walk away from that to take a check on themselves and their organization to see, like, well, what do we actually represent and are we doing the right things and, and hopefully come back together and move in a positive direction. So anyway, I, it's a long random chance to say I, I hope we continue to work together and, and not um, against each other. And did you want to add anything about the COCOM or? Just overall, I mean, they're, it, it's going to be a, a fantastic youth games again super innovative they're taking pieces of the elements that exist and modifying them based on agenda 2020 which is the first time you'll see that the you know new events new sports like monobob and certain certain events or sports events on the table but um 10 months ago so it's it's right around the corner and hopefully you know the movement is can understand what it is and how it's it's, it is different from the Olympic Games, but it's still contributing to, you know, growing sport and getting youth involved. And, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I just think it's it's a it's an unknown brand, and I think the more that we can talk about it and the more people can attend and see and see the impact it's having, the more, um, you know, support there'll be for it. Again, that was Olympian Angela Ruggiero, chair of the Lilyhammer 2016 Coordination Commission, with her perspective on preparations for the second winter YOG and some thoughts on the relationship going forward between the IOC and organizing committees of multi-sports events. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. This is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.